You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. We are raised on the idea that we can become anyone and do anything. But can we? With so many factors beyond our control and so many situations shaping us, do we really have free will? Hello, 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 everybody. Thanks for listening to Carly's Couch. Man, um, I'm really interested in today's topic because I've had several conversations about it um, and some very in-depth over the years. Shout out to Kiara. Her and I had, it was a couple hours. We were going back and forth at the house one day about if we actually have free will. Um, And then last week's episode, 191, was about control, like how controlling we are in our lives. And shout out to a whole latte plants who be leaving bomb ass comments on the YouTube. So go check those out. Um, she left a great comment about control and, you know, how she was learning to let go of control being a mother in her life. But then the comment took a turn towards predestination and free will and determinism. And I had to start Googling a bunch of words. So I was like, man, this might be an interesting topic for this week. When you and your friend had discussions about it, like what sides were you all on? Um, like, how did that discussion go? Uh, so, it started, we were talking about religion, because Kiara's from Virginia, you know, grew up Southern Baptist type of thing, and then I'm from Oklahoma in the Bible Belt, and so we were just talking about predestination and free will, and I was arguing that, of course, we have free will, like, mm-hmm. duh, why wouldn't we? That I make my own decisions every day. And she was like, yeah, but if you really believe in predestination, and if you really believe a lot of the stuff we learned, like, in religion and theology-wise, like... That might not necessarily be true. And so we started looking at it from the lens of, um, you know, if God knows everything that's going to happen, is it really free will or are we all just playing into these systems? So this this was more of a religious lens of the discussion. Um, But, yeah, we just went back and forth. So do you believe in free will or maybe I should say, what does free will mean to you? Um, free will means that we're that we do have control over our lives in the sense that we can make our own decisions um, and think for ourselves and alter the course of our life at any moment with any decision that we have. That's what it means. OK, to me. so can we do that? I would say it seems like we can do that. No. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, I think it's interesting. So I, I'm on the proponent that, of course, we have free will. But it's interesting because whenever I started Googling and doing some research on the psychologists and neurologists theories behind the fact that we don't, turns out that like even Einstein, who was like one of the greats or supposed to be one of the greatest minds ever, like even believe that to a certain degree we have free will, but other things are predetermined by our lives and by everything around us. Mm-hmm. So can the two things not coexist where it's, the idea of free will, but also, of course, people, environment, things around you are going to lend, um, are going to, like, help shape what happens to you. Like, does that not exist in the same space? It does. It does. And we'll get into some of the theories and that the psychologists, like Freud and Einstein and different stuff that people believed in, but even some scientific research up up to today, it's it's a debate about how much free will we actually have. Like how much? So we think like from offset, I would think like, you know, I, I control all of my decisions. And then if I really sit back and look at my life, like sometimes when I'm triggered, I react before I even have time to think and choose a reaction. So it's like, OK, well, maybe maybe to a certain degree we are preset by our 
you know, biology and bioneurological tendencies. So I think it's a yes and discussion as opposed to like one is right and one is wrong. And I think it's interesting because there are so many people with like credible, you know, research, not to say that that doesn't mean that those people are ever wrong, but there's so much research and there's so much discussion around the fact, like if we actually have free will. Yeah, I admittedly don't know like that much around this topic. And even in preparing for this episode, kind of looked at a few of the theories, et cetera. But for me, I like I might end up just asking more questions in this episode because um, what you just said is like, okay, maybe it's a question of how much free will you have. Um, So also it's like, are we asking the right question? Like, like what is the question we're really exploring or or we're just having a discussion around this idea of free will? Um, For me, it was more of this discussion around this idea of free will because we we were talking about control and it's like, well, I'm how much do we actually control our own fate Mm -hmm. and how many of these beliefs kind of go back and forth against each other. So, you know, if you, if you were raised in a Christian household, there might be some beliefs around predestination and things like that. And then when you actually like sit back and look at them, some of these things conflict. So it's like, what really, you know, do we believe now? So Mm -hmm. opening it up as more of a think piece, as opposed to me telling you anything, because I am not the one. And when we, so when we talked about control also, it's a lot of times we're talking about letting go of control and not trying to let things make things go a certain way, but not necessarily for ourselves. Like we also at the same time can say, okay, let go and have space for things to happen um, or for the way that things might happen. And yet we still have goals. We still, you know, have something that we're trying to get to or want to see happen, et cetera. And I wonder, like, what does a person's take on the idea of free will? What does that change about, like, the way they move through the world? Um, so connecting it kind of to our control episode, does that mean if you if you don't believe we have free will, like, what does that what do you think that means for somebody's life if they if they're living that way? Um, I think that if people don't. To me, if I didn't believe that I had free will, like, it'd be like, why do anything if everything is just going to happen regardless? Like, I can't, if I can't control where I'm going, you know, if I'm, I, I'm why am I working towards these goals when whatever's going to happen is going to happen? Hmm. Or thinking about it from the Christian lens, um, what I've heard often is, like, when we think about predestination, because I know there's also within that, there's lots of different beliefs around it, too. But um, people, when they use the... Um, when they use the scriptures around, like, I knew you before you were born, mm-hmm. and um, I, I I know what your life will be. Also, the, this is a conversation around, like, being literal about the Bible and about what exactly does that mean? Does that, does that mean, like, yes, your life is predestined, or does that just mean, like, I know how I created humans, and humans have the ability to do X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Because also... Like within religion, there's there is this idea that you were made for a reason or whatever, but also it's not like it says don't try to do anything or like it's still about you should live your life doing this, you should love people, you should do this, you should do that, or um, ask for what you want or don't be worried about this, you'll be taken care of. Everybody's not taken care of, like so. You know, there's just there's just a lot of different places where I feel like the debate or conversation around this stuff can happen. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to wrap around, like, where do we really start? Yeah, I mean, I think 
our first ideas of predestination and free will in general is a great place. And for a lot of us, that was religion, you know, like we're thinking about it, at least in, in that sense about learning like, oh, you know, at least for me. And I was even thinking about this because there's so many different versions of the Bible, so many different interpretations, depending on what church you go to, what religion, like sect you're in. And um, I always grew up with the belief from my Christian school that, you know, God knows when each one of us is going to die. And, you know, he's omniscient. He knows everything. And so it's like, you already know all the stuff I'm going to do. Is it that I just have like a multiverse of lives depending mm-hmm. on what I choose? And like, if you know everything I'm going to do, what was the point of like sending a savior or for me to get saved or for me to ask for forgiveness or grace or whatever? Like to what you said earlier, it's like, what's the point of anything is what I first think about when I think like if somebody says like every single thing is predestined, then it's what's the point of me having a brain to think about it? You know, like. We could just be, I could just be a blade of grass for all that, which we don't even know. Blade <laughs> of grass might have brains of some type. Hopping. I don't know. Yeah, but like, I, we might as well just, you know, be like a tree. And it's like, okay, this is what we do. And you live life and go through the seasons and emotions and you die. And maybe in the big scheme of the universe, maybe humans, we do seem like that to somebody else or to some other being, probably. Um, where it is just like, oh, okay, there's those humans, they do what they do, and that's it. Um, but it just feels like we have too much intricacies in our minds to like just easily accept like everything is laid out for you yeah and I agreed 100% that's not saying it just makes me feel like if everything is predestined you already know it's like literally why why do things it's also interesting too that a lot of that um if it's coming from a religious or biblical standpoint of Christianity it's interesting that um America one of the most um Oh, excuse me. I just lost my train of thought on the word I need. Um, But as far as America and the Bible Belt and, you know, religion being such a part of the system, as much as we try to act like or maybe say that it isn't, that we're also very much on the same page of pull yourself up by your bootstraps, individualism, of the American dream that you can come here and be whatever you want to be. And so it's very funny that, sure, a lot of those same folks are very religious based and yet maybe they don't see predestination in that way. Maybe they just view it differently. But like we have these, both of these sides that exist that seem to me to be extremely conflicted. Um, Like which one is it? Um, And so when we say that there might be a measure of how much free will you have, that makes a little bit more sense. But also to me, it doesn't necessarily, it's not saying the same thing to say your life is predestined as it is to say like, oh, yeah, you have some things that are holding you back. Like, sure, you, like, I cannot, I probably cannot do certain things or be a certain, have a certain job or, you know, be a certain type of leader. I can't be an NBA player. Like, cool, that doesn't necessarily mean that what I'm doing is predestined. I don't know if that's, that, I might not be making sense anymore, but if my parents were homeless, sure, that affects me and my life and the things I'll be able to do, that's not the same as saying like, okay, being, being what you want to be, or you can be whoever you want to be, doesn't necessarily conflict with like those other ideas. Yeah. And I think now's a good time to kind of get into some of the theories behind it, because it might help put words to Mm. some of it and differentiate between everything we're talking about. And look, we learning as y'all learning. So, um, Shout out to, again, a whole lot of plants. Maybe she should have been a guest for this one. But Mm -hmm. uh, she dropped a word determinism and was talking about how Albert Einstein was, you know, a determinist in his life. 
and I fact checked and that was true. So shout out to you. Um, is uh, so determinism is the view that free will is an illusion and that our behavior is governed by internal or external forces over which we have no control. And our, um, consequently, our behavior is then viewed as predictable. And there are two different types of, well, there's a bunch of different types of determinism, but the first one is the hard determinism, meaning that there is no free will, like zero free will, hard stop. You are completely controlled by your biology and your past experiences, and they will forever shape your decisions and your behavior. And then soft determinism is that you are shaped by your past and your biology and all the external forces, but that you still have some free will within those decisions. So those are like the first two. Then there's theological determinism, um, which is similar to the things we've been talking about, like predestination, the view that God determines every event that has occurred in the history of the world, and all of the things we've been talking about how we grew up. Um, and so those are a couple of them. And then the last one I thought was really interesting, which there are innumerable different types of determinism, but these were the four that I thought were most poignant for this discussion, were psychic uh, determinism. And that's associated particularly with Sigmund Freud and that mental or psychic events do not occur by chance, but always have an underlying cause that can be uncovered by analysis so that nothing is random. Everything like our behavior is determined by things that are in our mind that are shaped by our behavior and experiences. And so those are some of the things. Do you feel like you identify or understand or believe any of those more than the other ones? Um, so it somewhat feels like it could make sense if you're saying, so determinism, everything we do is governed by our body and our maybe like genetics and so are they kind of saying that because I can't I didn't pick my parents per se um that even the traumas they went through which they couldn't pick because of their parents or where they grew up or whatever those things are what determine every little decision I make why I make it um And so I'm trying to think, like, what's a decision or what's a thing you can do where it's like, okay, it might not lead back to that. But, I mean, if we're just saying, like, okay, basically because you can't choose your parents and how you were brought into the world, you don't choose anything else. That's what hard determinists say. So people who really believe in determinism say that, you know, there is no free will. So they had an example that, you know, if someone genetically just has more testosterone in their body, that makes them more aggressive. And so, you know, the dad is aggressive and then the son turns out to be really aggressive. And OK, so you go to therapy because you want to figure out, man, I'm a little aggressive and this is hurting my relationships. The fact that you wanted to go to therapy is also something linked to a gene of and so everything can be ex explained off. Well, they would say so I, I can imagine a hard determinist would say, well, yeah, but you saw how your dad's aggression affected your mother. And so that was the seed that planted that made mm -hmm. you want to change. So mm -hmm. essentially they explain everything that happens in your life, every decision you make by either an external circumstance or your biology. Mm hmm. But just because you can explain off any decision you make, because of course you can explain why you make any decision or, or you can go back to root, doesn't mean you didn't have 500 decisions that you can make and that you decided upon one. 
Yeah, and they're not saying that your chim- that your choices are limited, but determinism is saying that like it's e- it's easy to predict your behavior because of who you are. Like yeah, that part I think I do agree with. Like I think it's easy to predict most people's behavior if you know certain things about people, um, and see like how they move. Like we're just not that unpredictable as humans. Um, like we just really aren't. And so sure, I think that things can be fairly predictable to a degree, but not to the degree of like you know, what you're doing with the hours sitting in your house. or I mean, I don't know, maybe a little bit, but I don't know. It just seems kind of like, okay, is the other, um, is there another theory that seems like totally different from that one and how they explain it? Um, well, I mean, the opposite is uh, possibilism. So that, yes, those things shape you, but that you always have free will regardless. And so that's kind of where neuroscientists are going. But before I get into that, I think it's interesting. There was a 2021 study of neuroethics where a bunch of neuroscientists got together, did a bunch of research, looked at people's brains, et cetera. And um, neuroscientists identified a specific aspect of the notion of freedom, which they define as the conscious control of the start of an action and researched it. And the results seem to indicate that there is no such conscious control Hence the conclusion that free will does not exist. So even when looking at the brain, some scientists are still saying like that we don't have free will, like looking at the chemical firings and the neurons and everything, which I think is interesting. So pos- because of what, though? So like because we're, we're not saying like brain do this or like telling the atoms what to do. We don't really have control of our body. I think they're looking at and I didn't read the entire paper, to be fair, but I think they're looking at the like the part of the brain in which maybe the prefrontal cortex and and like which we make decisions and that it it wasn't firing when these people were doing these things. And so in their research, they, these neuroscientists came together and published a thing that said that we don't have free will. Like they're moving on autopilot. Mm -hmm. But even at a certain point, you're moving on autopilot in certain spaces because of what you've started doing or decided to do at some point. Right. Like you're on autopilot because you do the same thing over and over. But, like, you making that decision to do that thing, I mean, was your decision, wasn't it? I mean, you could argue. I think you could argue either way. That's why I was like, I don't want to get too much into Louise because I actually don't. I don't think there's a correct answer. I do think we have free will personally. But apparently to these neuroscientists, we do not. um, But in this whole idea, there's another scientific theory called chaos theory, um, which has the belief that, yes, Physics is deterministic. Like, you can predict what's happening if you know the parts, like, of a formula. You know what it's going to produce, like, mathematically or in science. You know what reactions are going to happen when you mix hydrogen and oxygen and different things. But, um, and that you can typically predict the outcome at least most of the time. But then they're looking at natural phenomenon like nature and showing that, like, even when you know all the pieces, you can't always predict Mm -hmm. what's going to happen in the end, which is why Mm -hmm. the weather people be messing up. You know what I'm saying? You can't always say, hey, it's going to rain this day. And it doesn't because it has all the makings for it. But then it doesn't work out like that. And so their belief is like, yes, most things are deterministic. You can't predict things. But then also... As time goes on, there's different factors that some we might not be aware of, and then therefore things and behavior and people become impossible to predict. Mm-hmm. So does does that mean that being predictable is the determinant of like if a person has free will or not? Because I don't I don't understand why that's the thing they're looking at. Well, 
I think they're they're using that to scientifically just to scientifically justify that determinism is correct. In most mm. in most things, physics, you can't predict gravity. You can do all you know what I mean. The orbit, like all of these things, you can do that. But when looking at nature, there's also proof in this world that we live in that even mm. when you feel like you can predict everything, you actually can't. And so I think they're saying like that is the the like nature's way of showing us that people do have free will. Like even mm. when everything else seems deterministic in their world. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking, like, just because I can maybe predict or not predict somebody, like, that just also means, like, just like they don't know, I also don't know all the different environmental and random things that might happen, right? Like, everything's not in our control. Um, I don't I don't see how that tells me if I feel like that a person has free will or not, I guess, just based off of if – because, like, if, if you do believe in God or, or him being um, – omnipotent and all those things like okay that's different because this there's something that knows all the things but like none of us know all of the factors so i don't know why are, how are we even trying to determine if free will exists like did you and and maybe sorry because i could have did this too but did you by chance uh have a have a chance to see like proof that free will exists or like because i know you're saying a lot of science and and things that show um that it doesn't because of the science. But, like, I'm trying to think of what, what could possibly have happened or be a case study or something where it's, like, this shows that there could be free will at all. Um, I think that's part of chaos theory was the last mm. one, the weather. Like, I think that that's one of the examples that people are using. But there's a lot of research on possibilism. So if you're interested in neurology and, and all anything that we're talking about, if you look up possibilism, like, there's there were so many papers against that paper that those scientists came out and said that were – Talking mm -hmm. about like, yes, it's true. You can predict certain things, but, you know, we're still human. And there are so many areas in the brain and different things that happen that we can't explain. Mm -hmm. And therefore that, you know, there's too much margin of error to acutely say we don't have free will. Mm -hmm. Well, so all of this, like I said, all of this is over my head. Um, but I do remember there's something that I looked up. Is it in here still? Oh, right in front of me. Yeah. So there's something I was kind of looking up because my main thing is I don't. I don't know, it seems like, like we might not have free will. But to me, like, that's not the question that matters as much as, like, do we need that illusion? And or what does that mean to believe it one way or the other? Like, okay, cool, whether we have free will or not, like, we're still here feeling like we're making decisions and we're still here um, moving in a way that we can determine what's the next thing. Like, I can determine what happens later today as much as I can based off of like decisions I make like if I decide to go to dinner or if I decide to make dinner or I decide to order dinner whatever right so like to me it's more about like okay do we need to feel that we have that decision um and I saw that there was an experiment that somebody had did I want to say their name was Vaughn like V-O-H-N um in 2002 and so they had people look at something um or read something around free will and basically the people who saw something that um told them that yeah you don't have free will like it's just you know whatever happens is what happens and other people got the idea or, or got something to spark in their minds a little bit more that you can make decisions you, you know you have you have the option to decide and choose what happens next um and basically what they found was that people who believe less in free will also make more immoral decisions. Um, so they, they put those people in rooms, I think it was, and they, they had an opportunity to cheat on a test. 
Um, and then I think there was another thing where people had an opportunity to um, like take more change back than they they were supposed to get or something like that. Um, and I think that's interesting, right? So if you if you believe less in free will, which means um, wait, which let me make sure I'm I'm thinking about the right right pieces in my head. Um, if you believe that there is not as much free will, right? Like what happens is just gonna happen. That kind of makes sense that you would live your life and like, well, shit, let me, if it don't matter, again, like if nothing, if things don't matter, why do I need to try to hold myself to a certain standard or why do I need to do things a certain way? Um, which again is interesting because of the whole religious background of like predestination and the idea that you don't have free will either. Um, and also, which makes me think like are humans innately not caring or good creatures per se, like, because for what? Like if, if this is what this was going to happen anyway, this was going to happen. Um, so those people tended to cheat on those tests more, be more immoral. And I just thought that was really interesting um, because th people who think they have free will, who feel like what I do has a reaction or what I do has a consequence also are going to achieve more. And so you're not it's, it's almost like the free will part doesn't matter. It's not like you're doing better or not as good because this is already laid out. If you think you have more control over things, you actually have more control over things. Or like if you think you have more control over things, then you actually do things in a certain way that you don't in the other in the other camp. So again, it's like what like it's just confusing to me cuz does it what does free will matter or like what affects you is it, how much control you think you have in life, not if you really do or don't. Yeah, and that's a very interesting study, and I can see that because if you thought that everything was predetermined for you, it's like, why? I can imagine, you know, people not caring at all. That's why I said, like, if I didn't have free will, but it's also more inspiring, like, if you do have free will, because you look at, like, the statistics show that if you grow up in an abusive household, if your parents are um, addicted to something or if you know whatever then you're more than likely you know there's such high percentages of you having those same traits or doing those same things but it's inspiring to know like I don't have to be like that like oh I can be different I can create my own life and so whenever you do think that you can be bigger than your circumstances or you can change yourself outside of them then yeah of course you achieve more and are more inspired and are a, a better person um but I also think when you think about this from the system's point of view that we live in in our society, it makes sense that America needs you to feel like you have free will. Again, I'm not arguing either side or the other. I don't know. But, like, it makes sense that we need to push that you can do anything or whatever because otherwise you you really don't become a contributing person in society. Like, people who don't believe in free will are less creative. They're they're achieving less. They're doing whatever, right? Um but then I, now I'm thinking about from a biblical or Christianity or religious standpoint, do why would I want you or why would I need you to feel like your life is predestined? Um, I don't know. Because does why? How does that make? How does predestination and the fact that everything your life has been decided for you how does that make me want to do religion um i could see i could see it in in both ways the first one was um in a fear based way like so you like a lot of religious teachings are more fear based and it's like oh you you know stay right so you can do these things you were put here for 
as opposed to like a more inspiring, it's like, you know, everybody's life has a purpose. And back to the scripture you said earlier, like I knew you want to put you, put you together in the womb. Like I can do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think. And so you feel like if you show up in your best way, they, then you'll have access to those things or be able to be in those. Yeah. Things. But that's, I don't know, maybe I need to look more into some stuff too. Cause to me that seems um, counterintuitive because it's like, yes, it's predestined, but do these things. It's like, for okay. Or maybe it's like your life is supposed to be you doing those things. But like, to me, if, if life is predestined, if there is no free will, then there's nothing I should feel like I have to do. Or am I missing? I mean, again, I know there's a lot of different levels to this, but like, am I missing something with that? Maybe. Mm -mm. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. That's what I said. If I didn't believe in it, I probably like, why do anything? But I want to so. look that up because I feel like, um, I know for a lot of other reasons in the development of, um, like the canons in the Bible and the development of Christianity um, in earlier centuries was for particular reasons of power. Um, but this one doesn't quite, <laughs> quite doesn't connect quite that for me. Yeah. So I will have to think and see like, what did they say about it then? Because also to something you kind of said later or earlier rather um, is that those teachings and things have changed as far as like what they push and what they like press on people. Mm -hmm. Um so I feel that when I hear most people talk about, nowadays at least, when I hear more, most people talk about things like predestination and free will, it's almost more around to um, to protect their beliefs around abortion, around having a child because everything is part of the plan, around... Um, what else? There's there's a couple other things too, but they I feel like they use it to um, to support their ideas around like everything has a reason or everything's part of a bigger plan, um, even like slavery, genocide, I was about to say, all been of doing those that. things. Like, yeah, like it, it's almost like a they they're using this idea of you don't have free will or whatever as a way to kind of show like these things happen. Um, but I don't really see this being used in a productive way or I can't think of it off yeah, the top of my head. I think it's a yes and because it's like they, they did that to keep people in line, but then also to inspire them to act right. It's like, oh, but when you die, you can go to heaven if you do these things. Like, I know that that was one of them. It's like, you know, oh, there's a thing after this. You have a mansion in the sky after this. You just got to go to church and pay your tithes and be a good person, be a good Samaritan, all that stuff. And so I don't I don't have an answer, but I feel like a lot of it's fear based. Um and people have been using religion to justify terrible and ridiculous things for a very long time. Um, which also leads to the question, like, are people, and I also Googled this, I was like, you know, are people, like, can people born, be born serial killers? Like, is there any research around, like, mm -hmm. you know, certain genes that make people murderers? Um, like, any, you know, across the board, if we're looking at folks. And what I found was, no, they said that it's bad to demonize genes. <laughs> but they were doing research in um, the warrior gene and noticed that across killers, there have been some similarities in genes specifically, but it's always, it's possibilism. It's always a mix of external circumstances that kind of spark that thing. So, yes, some people are born and lean towards it, but it's typically things outside of them, like, that happen to them or around them or that they're taught or things that, like, lead them into it. There's for sure things, though, that um, can cause folks, uh, I can't think of the name of, of the condition, but there are things where people can't feel certain emotions. Oh, like There are things mm -hmm. where uh, people don't have empathy. There are things where people do have um, kind of, like, particular tendencies that must be gene-based or must be, 
something like chemically within their brains. If you ever seen the movie, um, we need to talk about Kevin. Um, that movie is about, and it's almost a show like, Oh, we always think about like, damn, these kids must've got bullied or their parents treated them bad or something happened. But it's really about like this kid, even as a baby, like all he did was, was cry with his mom. Like he was just, he was very manipulative. Like as he grew up period, like he treated his dad a certain way and then he treated his mom a different way. He's very smart. Um, and that might also be part of it too. It's like, there's, I think a lot of serial killers are like smart in one way and just not in a lot of other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and he ended up being, um, it was, it wasn't with guns, but like he ended up, um, killing a lot of people at his school as a teenager. But the movie kind of makes you feel like, damn, like it ain't the mom's fault. Like it ain't, the, it's, it's really not the parents' yeah. fault. Sure. Maybe the possibilism and all the other things come in where it's like something maybe could have changed what, how he looked at things or something. I don't know. But like. He was just, he was off as hell. So I think there may, it may be hard to like across the board be like, this thing shows that you're going to be a serial killer when you grow up. And I think it's wrong to look at any kid and then say like, damn, like, I don't know, what should we do? Like, we should get you out of here because we see something that might, might turn into something else. I don't think that's right either, but there's definitely like some similarities that you see in the way they even like process things for sure. Yeah, people who are socio, is it sociopaths? Like where they can't feel emotions and like. And I wasn't even referring to that. There's, there, it's something else. It's something where you're, you're, you don't feel emotion. And I, I saw it reading something about something else related um, during the week. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Cause it wasn't necessarily a villainized thing as far as like being a sociopath. Just like, I just, like you just don't connect with mm-hmm. with what you're feeling, um, and therefore like with other people feeling a certain way. Like you might be looking like at somebody excited, like okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, there's got to be something. Yeah, and there are definitely people who are born killers, but that's for like the most um, part, Minority Report, isn't it? You remember the movie Minority Report? I remember. It, and I'm like the last person to remember any fucking details from a movie, but I think it was in Minority Report where that it was kind of similar to where um, there's it's like they're trying to justify because he you could go like. It, back through time and I hope I hope it was Minority Report not a different movie but you could go back through time but it was like alright are we justifying like because a certain thing existed within a person like um, you know getting them getting out of here out. Yeah. yeah yeah which is a whole other ethics thing <laughs> yeah um, yeah I think I think that's super interesting thank y'all for exploring uh, all of this with us um, man okay last sidebar little story but when I was little there was this kid I won't say his name protect whatever but my auntie was used to babysit him a lot she was friends with his parents my mom kind of knew them they weren't friends I would say but my auntie was and he was one of those crazy kids like he uh one time I got dropped off my mom had to work late and so my auntie ended up babysitting me this man pushed me I was a child small child he pushed me off the porch tried to hurt me he like woke his mom up and had a knife at her neck one day like, threatened my auntie. Like, he was one of those crazy kids that, you know what I'm saying, like, was nothing. And I keep saying crazy just because I don't have a better word, maybe psychopathic. But he he very much was trying to get people up out of here and, and with haste. So, yeah, I think I think sometimes that just happens without reason. Um, yeah. Hit us at Carly's Couch. Let us know your thoughts on free will or if you have questions or other thoughts on anything we've talked about today. 
And then we actually have a shout out this week. So if y'all have shout outs, hit us. We're tired of having no shout outs on the episodes. But this week we have a shout out for Change the Tune. It is a nonprofit creating revolutionary learning opportunities outside of the classroom and within the classroom around the world. And we have, I say we because I'm on the board, we have three in-person summer camps coming up this summer in July. One is in Los Angeles, one is in Chicago, and one is in the Bahamas. And they are free 99. They are four weeks. We feed the kids. They get to do entrepreneurship opportunities, holistic health and wellness. We have dope people like Lexi come be panelists so they can see what's possible. Um, Most of everybody who comes are black and brown, and most of them are from under-resourced communities. So if you would like your children or know anybody who would, you know, who has kids in these areas and would want to go, hit up changethetune.org. And then also, if you're interested in, if you're in L.A. and interested in possibly being on a panel, hit up changethetune.org and apply to be a possibility panelist. Yeah, we've shouted Change the Tune out a few times, I believe, over um, the time of the podcast. So they're doing really big things. And you're saying for the kids um, in L.A. area who want to get involved, it's free for them? Mm-hmm. Or you have to be at a certain it's school free. or something? No, it's free. Oh. Um, if you're in L.A., and we even offer some um, transportation stipends. So we, oh, cool. we help kids, like, get there. Uh, ages 10 to 17, young women and young men and non-binary students are all welcome. Um, it will be at USC on campus. So if you're a couple hours away, that might be hard to make every day. But if you're within the city, um, somewhere close, that might be fun. If you're in Chicago or in the Bahamas, you can also go to their in-person camps. They're all free. That's great. Um, so look at changethetune.org if you're interested in more on that. Mm-hmm. And then this week's question of the week is, who is your favorite fictional villain? And I guess why. Yeah. Yeah, think a second. Um, um, the first one, and uh, that's only because I've been watching Sherlock Holmes, but in the latest iteration, Moriarty actually turns out to be a woman, um, and she was posing as Sherlock's love, first love, Irene Adler. And I just thought she was brilliant, um, how she ran her entire organization. And she had a real soft spot for Sherlock, but she, like, never let him win, essentially, uh, even though she kept him alive. And so I thought it it was great, just the way they played her as a villain. Like, Mm. chef's kiss. So, like, it was a woman interest, and she was good, and then she turned bad? Well, no, so she played him. She was Moriarty the whole time, but she wanted to get close. I don't remember all of that. Well, it was different. This is in the show? Yeah, this is in the show. Mm -hmm. The series with Lucy Liu. Um, Shout out to her. She's Watson in this one, which I think is cool, but um, Irene Adler is uh, Sherlock's love in all of the stories, Mm -hmm. all of the iterations that I've seen, but Moriarty is usually a man. Mm -hmm. But this time, Moriarty was interested by Sherlock and wanted to keep tabs on him. So she became Irene Adler, the mm-hmm. woman that he was in love with. Mm-hmm. And then she, you know, I don't want to ruin the show, but she after <laughs> she fake off herself and like ended up showing back up later. And then Sherlock found out who she was. And it's like this very interesting cat and mouse game. The first thing that's coming to my mind is um, Batman for whatever reason. I feel like, I feel like there's probably other f- villains that I like a lot better but they're not coming to my mind right now but i really like a lot of the batman villains so like some of my favorites i would say um i really like bane and um gosh i'm 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 gonna pull a carly yeah and just have a few i really like bane joker and catwoman as villains in general um but just because they're kind of like so complicated like they're they just like batman they became um you know, the product of their life and environment. 
And low key, Batman's a villain too. Like, that's just what I fucking... thought you meant when you said it. I was like, oh, Batman's, let's, let's go. He's a villain. Okay, he's a villain. He don't need to be in these streets. Like, just relax, bro. <laughs> just give. give. Give to people with all your money, Bruce Wayne. You don't yeah, need to be on the streets stop, doing police work. Stop, bro. Um, but yeah, I like I like those characters just because of, uh, like, I like the quiet power of Bane and, like, folks who are smart but, like, don't necessarily care about what they're doing as far as Joker. Um, but also, there's a million different iterations of all of those as well so i'll just go with that for now yeah and hit us at carly's couch on all the platforms let us know who your favorite fictional villain is and also let us know if you believe in free will let's let's hear about that in the comments of youtube the post twitter instagram etc interested in your thoughts or if you really know more about that